At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. What's going on, YouTube? It's NCAA and place to be chilling. Train Mr. A and D. Back to give you guys another WWE Hall of Fame review. Yes, on this channel every single year, as you guys have probably been seeing from the uh, No Give Me See the Rewind, uh, we review every single Hall of Fame when we start when we start reviewing the Hall of Fame. Because the Hall of Fame uh, was one of my favorite parts of WrestleMania weekend. I enjoy seeing the legends and stuff like that go in there to, and hearing the stories and stuff like that. Uh, yes, the Hall of Fame has been played down in recent years, and I'll get into that also. But today, the Undertaker was going in there. But joining me joining me on the Hall of Fame view is uh, also my man who's been on there on with me on every single Hall of Fame review since 2017. And that's not Deion Sanders for time. Well, he said he'll be back. Oh, he said, so. oh, my, okay. And yeah. then also joining us for, I think, the first time? Maybe nah, the second time? This, this might be Smokey, my third. Okay. I think I was here for Kurt Angle. And then Hillbilly Jim, that was Goldberg. You know I wasn't missing oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely right. So, yeah. And we join us is also Freshman Flo, the man, the myth, the reality, and the revolutionary. Yes, sir. What's the word? Oh, we doing all right over here, man. So, look, guys, real quick to buy some time. I said Pirates is doing a little busy right now, but he'll be, he'll be joining us in just a second. But... Uh, it's 2022 Hall of Fame, and I this week I was trying to review everything. I'll be honest with you guys. WrestleMania week for content creators, as anybody know out there, is just hard. And I was sitting there trying to get get old content together, put up new content, record this, do this, and try to do all stuff like that. I'm just like, look, there's something I'm just not going to get to, and I didn't get a chance to get. I, I didn't do Raw, uh, the, the Raw review. I I did put up the uh midweek wrestling war. Because I enjoyed, you know, both shows there. And I was like, well, let me review WrestleMania Spending. WrestleMania Raw, WrestleMania Spending. Maybe I could bind it into, like, one big review. And I was sitting there thinking, like, really nothing happened on Raw. Other than Bianca cutting Becky's hair, which is a segment I liked. But uh, Brock cut a regular promo. Roman finally brought some clarity to, to, to their rivalry. And that was basically it mm-hmm. you know and the Bobby Lashley came back but then they gave away the spot on Raw said doing a Wrestlemania and I was like okay that so that really turned me off so I was like well is Wrestlemania Spain not going to be any better and honestly not really and I didn't even see much of it because I the only go ahead the only thing they kind of kind of gave interest to was the uh, Pat McAfee Austin Austin Theory thing? What, what did they do with that? So like, cause it was just funny uh, how it started though, cause it was like uh, Shinsuke and Boo's coming out, Pat's doing his usual thing, and while he's dancing on the table, Austin Theory just like like trips him up while he's on the table. So, uh, you know, he's trying to go fight him, and Vince is like, if you touch him, you're fired. Like. So it's like okay, they're 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 putting a little heat behind the uh this little match. Now here, punk man, 
He Vince ran Ryan. against his office. He was getting chased. He yeah, ran he against ran his, his office. office. Yeah. And, and Vince was, and, and he closed the door. Then he kicked the door open. And then Vince came out like, what you think? You you crazy? You want to get fired? Like, right. First of all, Pat McAfee can afford getting fired. He makes more money <laughs> than you paying him. So I don't, that's not a good thing to be like, oh, you can get fired. Like, really? But, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Ricochet got a win. Whoa! Finally, guy, gosh, Whoa. I think I mean he loses three weeks in a row clean. Come on, man! Right, but besides <sighs> that, uh, that was really about it. Uh, I know they had the Andre Giant Memorial, whatever. Oh and boy, Mad Cat Moss won that. Yep. Yeah, I knew he was gonna win it. I don't think Mad Cat Moss was gonna win it. Yeah, because. He gonna win and then Corbin gonna lose and he gonna be like, oh, I gotta win over you. Then they gonna start fighting. So WWE booking. Yeah, and he got he eliminated Fowler of all people. They they doing Fowler kind of bad. He was main event and on main event. Uh, you know what? In he is the United what? States champion, Q. Huh? He is the United States champion. Oh my God, he is. Yes. yes. I forgot. Uh, apparently, so did they. So did everybody else. Uh, wasn't there another women's fatal four way on SmackDown this week? Like another? Uh, no, no, it was a tag match. It was, it was a, a tag, tag match. match. Okay. Yeah. And then what was the main event? Was that triple? Was it uh, main event? Was uh? I saw was, I saw Shinsuke no. and Jay. Uso. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. It was Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke, Boogs and Baller versus uh, the Usos and Austin Theory, and Austin Theory. Pin Finn Bollard. Again. Uh-oh. Again. And then Corbin and they, they did happy talk. Drew came out, got his sword back, and that was it. Sorry, this is this is this is this is not the build to WrestleMania that I want to see. And I know me and Pry had this debate over and over again. But it's either you we either get two nights of WrestleMania or we get an eight hour long ass show. They can just be disciplined and do four hours. Yeah, but they need to be okay, more disciplined. But, but, but you know, out of the three things we said, the one thing that is ninety nine point nine percent not is not gonna happen is them being disciplined. If that was the case, you can be disciplined on these two shows. There's no this is the most thrown together one of the most thrown together WrestleMania cards and right now we're at the point where that should even be because I, I I've seen plenty of people talk about how the WrestleMania card from uh, like WrestleMania six was filler. WrestleMania, well, I'm like, but but those first of all, fine, those were filler and those matches didn't last long because you know WrestleMania six had like fourteen a fourteen match card. But other than that, though, it, once again, WrestleMania is completely different now. It has grown. There are more TV shows to flesh out storylines out than it was back in the day. There is. And right now, for, for a card to be thrown together like this, there is no excuse. There's no excuse why Bobby Lashley should be in the position he's in. There is no excuse why Drew McIntyre is in the position he is in. There's no excuse that why, you know, Big E is in the position he is in, unfortunately. There's no excuse why, you know, Sasha and Naomi are not featured more prominently on the card. There is no excuse for these things. And... And like I said, most of these that you're going to get out of here are, are going to be raw matches at best. So there is there is no excuse for... Because right now, 
you know, only build up. Like the, the 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 two things that people are most excited for minus AJ and Edge, which is you know like the let's get comfortable match, is two superstars that we that we haven't even seen yet. Stone Cold for the KO Sick, which is not even a match, it's gonna be a brawl, and Cody Rhodes coming for Seth Rollins. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so. Uh, but but I know um, Qflow uh, in, in your Discord group that you invited me and proud you last time. Which thank you again. That was very fun. <coughs> For the way with your boy Kenny. So I would give a shout out to Kenny guys right now. Wanted to join us for a prediction. Uh, his WrestleMania predictions, and unfortunately. He couldn't get on because uh, we did them last week already. Like I said we could, we could do them early, including the rumor matches at that time. But now they're more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it also is is the is the new day versus like the nineteen ten Street Fighters like on that card now too, or is that or, or, or is that just hearsay? I don't know, but he has that in his predictions. Okay. I'm just saying that. If that's a match, then then that's that that's foul because, you know, Ricochet can't get a match or Finn Balor can't get a match. But we got a match where it's meaningless. All right, all right. All right. No, no, that'll be actually right. So, uh, Kiefer, uh, you said your your man sent the sent the prediction. So I'm curious to hear. Yeah, shout out my guy Kenny No Town Hero. Um, <laughs> so this name. is his. Yeah, <laughs> that's his Twitch name. Uh, so here's his predictions for WrestleMania Night One. Uh. For Charlotte versus Ronda, he has Ronda winning. Okay. Uh, Becky versus Bianca, he has Becky winning. Oh, I wish Rollins, was actually we fight over that one. Yeah, right. Uh, Seth Rollins versus mystery opponent, he has the mystery opponent winning. Uh, we all know it's gonna be Shane McMahon. Um, Ray, <laughs> Ray and Dominic. When he when his music hit, y'all gonna all be disappointed. <laughs> first of all, you you almost got me with the April Fool's. I said, wait a minute. That's why I don't I don't look at no videos on, on April on April first. <laughs> wait, what 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 you what you do, bro? I told him that uh, Cody backed out, which he did, backed out of the match, and I was like, it's going it's going either it's, and it's not Shane. I see. He said, who, who, who it is, you're not going to like. I'm just like, at first I was like, that's not, I said, and then Prime started falling over his lie. And I was like, hey, something, something ain't right with this. I don't even listen to what shit he said. <laughs> I don't even know. What, what, what do you mean I fell over my lie? What did I say? Oh, okay. Because I'm actually, I'm actually going to pull it up right right here of, of what you said in the lie. Because, uh, actually, well, I, got the, I got the phone right here. <clears throat> what he said. So, uh. He texted me this morning, and then he was just like, uh, Cody Bad at the Mania match like two days ago, and we did not uh, we did not talk about that. I said, yeah, but it was a rumor, uh, uh, other rumor to throw us off the set. He said, no, 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 he's he's not facing Cody. I'm actually not going to say who he's facing. I think uh, I think he'll probably feud with uh, Cody maybe. And I was like, yeah, after I mean I met Cody after. I um, said, why after. the hell I thought we get trolled? And then, and he said, seriously though, Cody did back out, and it'll probably be Shane or somebody. But you know, sh- uh, shoulder shrug. I'm like, how's it gonna be Shane? Well, you just told me in the beginning it ain't Shane. Because at the beginning I was kidding, and then at the end I was serious. That's why. <laughs> and I was like, 
So just, at the beginning, I was like, I was not Shane. But then at the end, I was like, yeah, probably is Shane or somebody. As soon as he said Shane or Taken, I was just like, he, he said, I, I, I want to act like, I, I said, I'm going to act like I didn't just see what you just said. So but, man, I mean, um, when we see later tonight, I mean, you know, hey, it could be taken. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, it's gonna be cool, y'all. It's fine, but go ahead, Q Flow. All right. Um. So yeah, he got the mystery opponent winning. Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. He got Miz and Logan winning via Dominic turning heel. Drew versus Corbin. He got Drew. Usos versus Shinsuke and Boogs. He got the Usos. Uh, New Day versus Ridge Holland and Sheamus. He has Ridge Holland and Sheamus. That sounds about right if that match is happening. Yeah, and then we got the KO show. Um, Night two. Lesnar versus Roman. He got Roman. Bobby versus Omos. He got Omos winning via DQ. Um, he couldn't pick for Edge and AJ. Uh, Knoxville versus Sammy. He got Sammy winning. I, I still feel like the Jackass crew is going to try and jump him. Uh, McAvee versus Theory. He got Theory winning. RK Bro versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. He got the Street Profits winning. And uh, for the women's tag match, he got Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Okay. I mean, I, I agree about a good 85% of his picks. I'm not mad. Yeah, we'll see how these things turn out because of so. I mean, it's like I said, right now, a, a lot of fellas, there's not things to get hyped. But you know what? I'm hoping that, you know, the matches at least delivers because that be something to look forward to, I'm guessing. But moving on, guys, to the W. WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2022. Now, what the, their their great idea this year was to have it right after SmackDown, and I, me and Prime talk about this off air. I personally agree that I, I don't like it being after SmackDown because then when you had to sit there for a two-hour show, maybe a three-hour show, because you had like an hour main event or NXT level up, whatever the fuck they do, and then. You had to wait uh, an extra half an hour for the for the actual Hall of Fame to start. So that means whether you get concessions or whatever the case may be, you, you stretching because you can't leave the arena and come back in. So whatever you're doing, then, then you I wait half an hour, then you come back to the seats, and then you then we, we the Hall of Fame was at end up being two hours, which by the way is a short Hall of Fame compared to the other years, but it's just two hours after a two hour SmackDown. And a half an hour break in between. So that's a long time. If it just came on as this regular Hall of Fame at eight o'clock, it'll mm-hmm. be more it'll be easier, more tolerable to deal with. To be honest. So that's one right. of the things. But this but this year's class, we actually have a solid class. We have the Undertaker's the headliner, we have Vader, we have Queen Charmel, we have the Steiners, and we have Shad Gaspar accepting the Warrior Award. So uh, the spirit and the compassion of the warrior. You know what? Not today. <laughs> because you know what? <laughs> they had a good speech, and they'll say, "I was like, just put a crime time hat over that, 
over that trophy, and uh, we good to go. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so before I get into a lot of things I did like about this Hall of Fame ceremony, because one, I'm like, this is a class I can get used to. This reminded me of the 2013 class, which is a very powerful class. that had Mick Foley, Booker T, Trish Stratus, Bruno San Martino, Bob Backlund, and former president. So I was like, I can get into that. It, it, it was a it was a tight class, and anybody had enough time to have great, have a great speech stuff like that. And honestly, we don't we understand Ontario's gonna get the most time, but I I enjoy uh, how you know what the class looked like. What I did not enjoy still is the setup. I can't get with this setup, man. I don't like the half you know the, the cut off one side of the ring because it, mm-hmm. it just it just looks too gimmicky to me. I mean, it's pro wrestling. No, no, but see, here's the thing. Though. I mean, like, even with it being pro wrestling, I'm just like, the way they had the Hall of Fame ceremony where they set up the podium, that looks like an actual ceremony. You know, where it, where uh, they have the big podium, they have the, you know, they have the blue carpet up there with the stairs, they have the red mm-hmm. carpet, they have uh, everybody, you know, they have a whole sitting area reserved for the, the wrestlers and their plus ones, and then when they, the last time we seen that the Dudleys, the, the, the last twenty eighteen was the last time they did they, they had it like that. It's a it's a it's a ceremony. It's just like you know when in the, the Academy Awards, you know it, it's like okay yeah st- sure, it, you know it's acting so that but this is the, it's the, the prestigious awards it, it, it happens every year and it's the same thing how they you know well how they should treat award shows. You know, it's a formal event. It should be a formal event where you go and accept, you get your trophies and you get to, you know, get to honor the people who have, you know, are being honored at, at this very, at this very year. And right I'm still so surprised at Vince that he didn't have somebody come up and slap somebody. You know what? I am too, actually. I, I, I was like, I, I didn't know if he was going to do that or if Booker T was going to say, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Like, I, I, I didn't know which way it was going to go? I, I already know. Uh, Matt Castor Corey got his. already said it. Well, yeah, Corey did that. Max Castor already said. It. I mean, so so we we got our references, obviously. But, yeah. <clears throat> so if he wanted to do it, if he if he you know was a you know had a good creative mind, this was like nineteen ninety eight, and that would have happened. So, you know, what I'm saying that we could have the storyline going into WrestleMania. Yeah, well, I know this is an award show, so I'm like. You know, it's different because it's an actual award show technically, yeah. rather than just a regular raw smackdown. But, but the reason I said it, but but now with that formal event taken away, you had the superstar sitting up on the fucking Titan Tron or up there where the stage is at. So there's even less seats, okay, for people to be up there with their plus ones, and then yeah, usually they do be in the in the in the stand in the stands and stuff. But yeah. they uh they couldn't this year obviously because it was at the SmackDown, so they just put him on the stage. Exactly. I'm just like, first of all, his he he they deserve more than that shit. I'm sorry. And then and then they get into the ring and the ropes look loose, which they are because it's not well, sturdy. Well, yeah, because it's yeah, it's three corners. Yeah, and, instead and so, of four. So I'm saying so. In other words, it just looks it. The presentation is all is all about optics. You want to was talking about the optics. It, it talk about the presentation and the presentation. Just looks shitty. And even in 2019, when they first started doing that, cause even probably was like, I don't like. I don't know if I like the setup. I don't like. It takes away the whole form. It just looks like I'm watching a fucking you know Raw SmackDown. 
talk about some. It, it feels more like the fucking Slammy Awards than the actual Hall of Fame. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. At. I was like, okay, the Slammy Awards is a joke. It's a it's a it's a show to boost ratings. It don't mean shit. It, it's, it's the fucking Slammys. Don't give a fuck about that. The Slammys used to be an actual award show. It, it used to be back in until the they actually put it on until they put it on Raw. Well, yeah, yeah it used to be. But it used to be an actual award show. Yeah. But then it, it's kind of like comparing the BET Awards to the NAACP Awards. Of how what well, they actually they used to treat the BET Awards better, but they don't now. But that's what it feels like. To the point where it's like, okay, the slam is just it's the fucking joke, but the Hall of Fame we take seriously. Because whether we can argue until we turn blue in the face who deserves to be in there and who doesn't, but the way they handled it, the way they are, you know, be very formal about it, the way they're allowed to come back and tell the stories and they're inductees and things like that, I'm just like, it didn't, it just, it, it's not, it, it's losing that feeling right there. It feel even. Even something as much as the Hall of Fame feels thrown together. Remember, I always used to say that, you know, WWE is lazy until WrestleMania season. But now, WrestleMania season starting to feel lazy. Mm. Because you can look back at all these years, but when it comes to Royal Rumble, to WrestleMania, it's like they, I will be on my A game because that's the that's the WrestleMania season. And we have usually have a, a decent rumble going into a decent mania. And it's like, okay. I'm cool. And then we actually have some fucking storyline built. And then after mania is over, they don't give a shit for the, for the rest of the year. But right. that's the only time of the year I can depend on them not being lazy. And then now it's carrying over to WrestleMania weekend where it's lazy. And when I say it's lazy, it's because look at it. You put smack, you, you, you got a... WrestleMania SmackDown, which is really like your WrestleMania pre-show, because you put Ricochet on there, you put the uh, who is it, the Battle Royal on Listen there. Listen to that, what you just said. Here's the IC title in this pre-show work. That's terrible. Yeah. It, it, it is it is terrible, because you know, the Intercontinental Championship wasn't even defending on WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it's it's it, uh, since last year. You just said a Battle Royal. You said you got Ricochet on there. <laughs> like, God. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's unfortunate. And then now we got a two-hour pre-show. For what? You know, why don't we need a two-hour pre-show on both fucking nights? And it's just, it, it just takes a... I used to... I, it just, like... It felt like the, the wrestling Oscars. It, it, it felt like, you know, the prestige moment for this bit. It felt like how they do the ESPYs now for, you know, uh, football or something like that. Or how they do, you know, the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's just like, yo... Mm-hmm. You get to this prestigious moment at the end of the year, and you honor those, and it feels it, it feels like a good moment. I, I like watching those things. I like hearing the stories. I like I like seeing people that were a killer, you know, in their business all their career, and now they get emotional. And I like shout that. out Manu Ginobili. Say what? Shout out Manu Ginobili. He's going to the Hall of Fame this year. Yes. With who else? Who else is in that class? Tim Hardaway, Swing Cash. Whoa, Tim Hardaway just got in there too. I'm sorry. Oh yes, and George Carl. Okay, basketball hit over here because you know they 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 kind of banned Tim Hardaway for a while. So to hear yeah, that, I was surprised he wasn't in there. So yeah, yeah. Know. Well, well you, you know it was, it was that it was that homosexual comment that he made, mm-hmm. and, and they kind of like blackballed him. But then I'm finally glad to see that he's finally going. So 
he he been working towards that. But anyway, so that's how that's the reason why I had a problem with the setup. But when it came to Hall of Fame himself, I enjoyed it. He still had the you know the opening and stuff like that. And uh, we we started with the Steiner brothers, you know, being inducted by of course Braun Breaker. So Braun Breaker comes mm-hmm. out there and uh, he inducts his dad and his uncle. I, I was a little upset that it, that you know we didn't come out to you know Scott Steiner's music or Rick Steiner's music. We came out to like that old eighty Steiner yeah. Brothers music. Howard, if you hear me. Oh yeah, I was hoping for I, I was hoping for that, but I did I did like the he asked. So we're all my freaks, you know. I thought he was gonna break into a math equation. I, I was kind of wanting the math promo also. To be completely honest, I was kind of wanting the math. Or promo at least also. hint at it. Don't so, go with my math. Oh yeah, so at least it's like give a hint. And I was wondering if he was going to say some outrageous shit because you know it's Scott Steiner. He has had uh, things to say about the Hall of Fame before, but uh, you know having him ha- having him in there, I was like, okay, you know it was cool that Rick Steiner uh, got on there. That I was here. They both think they're families and things like that. I didn't get the chance to hear in detail what they said because this is the time my daughter was really ramping it up and I was like I can't read and then I had the subtitles on Peacock but the subtitles blend into the, the white podium they had so I couldn't see nothing mm-hmm. so I, I, I hate when that happens but great to see the Steiner Brothers go in after the Steiner Brothers we got Queen Charmel. now here's the thing <clears throat> I know we we was ramming on Charmel for going in but the video package and the respect that she got from her peers and how sharp she was looking. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. I wasn't I'm mad. still mad. I don't care. You just going to be mad because you're going to be a grinch. I was like, look. No, I mean, look. I'm saying her, her, thing, her, her presentation was good and all that. Obviously, they got to make her look good for she's in the Hall of Fame, but I still don't think she deserves I'm just, I'm sorry. I still don't think she deserves to be in it. But then again, it's all imaginary anyway, so who cares? Here's the thing. And look, if if you be real, the world's be a better place. The problem is we as wrestling fans do care. We keep saying it's imagination, it's a man's mind, so who cares? We care every single year. Or it wouldn't be a problem. And when when when, when we hear names like Great Kali, Coco Beware, you know, and, and those kind of names, it's just like why the hell are they even in the Hall of Fame before, you know, such and such things. Which these people are going to get in the Hall of Fame eventually, but we know that this is a part of Vincent May's mind. He does the Hall of Fame, and Bam is part of WrestleMania weekend. That's what it is. And we just invested in it. That's what it is. I'll be invested in it. I know this shit don't mean nothing. I mean, I would like for them to actually have a fucking building and, and make a Hall of Fame, but uh, they ain't there yet. I mean, they have, they really have the money to do it. They really can... Buy, buy land and make a Hall of Fame building and, and do it that way. But uh, that's just that's just what it is. But when it comes to, like, look, has Charmel, was she the best wrestler? No, she was terrible. <laughs> and, but she was a good man. Charmel Russell? You know Charmel Russell. Okay, so uh, uh, when it came to, of course she wasn't the best wrestler. Of course... Uh, you know she's not gonna be known for that, but she was a she was a good manager. She's very pretty. She was a nitro girl. So mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just saying, and and like I said, and she kind of already kind of acknowledged that 
her career ain't nothing without Booker T. Yeah. She now, that, that's one thing I respect about her. I'm just like, cause she ain't go up there and act like she was talking like she was Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. She went up there talking like she was Lita or Beth Phoenix or Molly Holly or Ivory or Jacqueline. That that ain't who you she know, was. You know why? Why? <laughs> All right, let me stop being mean. All right, keep, keep going. I was saying, yeah, but you know, I don't like this anti-black women hate you got going on. Probably. It's not a first of all. First, I know, of all, I know, I know. Really. Oh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, there's other, plenty of other people they could have put in there. That's all I'm saying. But, it's, but, but, the, but the way I mean, if, if she she may not be on the same level, but the way I look at it is like a Miss Elizabeth. Miss, yeah, I I mean, Miss Elizabeth is in the Hall of Fame, and if you were to argue like a legit argument point. What did she really do other than be her Macho Man's manager? She's just popular. No, I'm gonna say as I was gonna say to your point, I think your your um, what you say people should go in the Hall of Fame. I think it should be that, but then add a manager. She would be the manager spot. Yeah, so it's like they put her in as she 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 was a big part of the King Booker thing. Like I said, that, yeah, I just wish uh, somebody else would have went in with her. That's all. Yeah, I uh. She was she was a big part of that um, King Booker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of that manager Booker Rain. Manager wise, yes. But I'm saying for her as the only woman, it's kind of like. Uh, I mean, that's, well, all. I, that's I, all. That's all. That's all I'm wrong, wrong way about. That's it. But I know. I now here's the thing though. But if it was like Crystal Marshall, then I, I'm with you on all the hate. If it's like Crystal, because Crystal didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, okay. She was just there. <laughs> okay. And yeah. it was just like yeah, and then had babies with Bobby Lashley. So. Yeah, so yeah, so I was just like, other than that though, but I do respect Charmel for what she did. And yeah. I, I respect how I love how Booker T put her on a platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, I mean, that, that that's not a and, You think he wasn't? No, I'm saying, you well, think he's gonna be in trouble you, when he you, when he got home? You'd be so you'd be surprised how many. But it felt genuine though. He had his he had his kids out there, and it felt genuine. When I'm sorry to say it, but I'm, I'm going to say it, it. It feels genuine because when black men put their black women on a, on a on a pedestal, because a lot of us don't do that, and they don't. And then he uh. I like how there. he was saying, all oh, hell, Queen Charmel. He just kept saying that. I was like, all right, come on. Because yeah. he kept, she, at one point, I was like, come on, man. And she came out there. She she looked sharp. And like I said, she got a, uh, you know, and what, what I really liked about it is from her peers. <clears throat> her peers, I respect her. And it was like, okay, you go in there, her, her speech was short. She dated the kids. She had a. Uh, she had a little rap, too. A little, you know. what you say? She had a little kind of rap thing with hers too, didn't she? Yeah, she did. That's I, I, I was saying. I, I, I wish I, I, I can uh, pull up the transcript of what she actually did say, but I was like, this is this this was this is beautiful, and because she said something at the end, especially when, when it comes to you know, uh, she's like waving the hand and the and the glance or something. I was like, oh, okay, she got okay, she spitting a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> spitting. <laughs> I was like, so, you know, it was over, and like, and next year, hopefully, uh, Michelle McCool, you know, gets her time in the sun. 
But yeah, oh, okay, so I popped the I think they're gonna give it to a California person. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they'll get to it. Oh, yeah. She she thinks people backstage, she thinks John Long, she thinks Bruce Pressure. She said, she says she's been paying it forward ever since she got her chance. She talks about how she and Booker opened a reality wrestling school. Yeah, because that's been a big success also. They were tossy for the students, and she hopes to get them opportunities that she was given. Uh, and she gave a shout out to her brother Ryan, her mother, who is a hero. She said this moment is as much uh, for her mom as it is, it, it, it as it is hers. She she thinks they're twins in the front row, and thanks them for showing her unconditional love, which so truly means. And Sean must after 20 years, she still gets lost in Booker's eyes, lifted by his love and everything else. So, that, that, that was a beautiful moment also. She, 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 loved, she says her love for Booker knows no limits, and he is her proof that fairy tales do come true. So, very nice piece by Charmel. So. <clears throat> I actually I had I had no problem. Well, it was beautiful. She looked beautiful, and you know I almost beat my son's ass talking about stuff. Uh, she looked real old. I'm like, yeah, all right, bro. So you don't come to me talking about advice when you're 30 years old getting your first girlfriend. Talking some shit like that. <laughs> well, look to him though. She is old. <laughs> look, Sean, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Sean will still get it today. Okay, so yeah, well, I'm saying to uh, how old is he? About 12. <laughs> to a 12 year old yeah. I'm old so yes you know then next up was you know was the, the tearjerker you know the box of onions came out uh, we talked we gave it the warrior award to Shad Gaspar and it was just the videos the, the video pack she put together I was like god this is hurting me right now this is wrenching my heart right now because you just see all the videos of him and his son showing how many times they go to the beach. But, you know, in your mind, you're like, is it that day? Was it that day? Or was not? It, that's how I was thinking. And, you know, just seeing how much that he just loved his son, that was like, it was touching. And then when they uh, were about to bring out Dana Warrior, they showed the crowd. There were just people in the front row that just didn't care. They were just already crying. Like, this is emotional. So, then mm-hmm. Warrior comes out, and I, yeah, I get it. Look, because I was the, I was like at JTG also, but however, Dan Warrior gets out the award every year. We know that because it's the Warrior Award. So, that was going to happen. But she was up there, and she just looked like she wasn't all there. Like she was shaking a little bit, and I was just like, she okay? Is she all right? I, I, I want to make sure she cool, to be honest with you, but, uh, you know, kind of scared me a little bit, but uh, she she brought out Shad's uh, uh, son and his wife. Uh, how do you pronounce his wife's name? Celiana. C- C- uh, I I I honestly forgot. Okay, and I uh, and her his son is was it A R Y E H. Look, you be trying to get these names we don't know, man. <laughs> I can't tell you. You know, you know. I'm pretty sure she came up with the name. So, I'm saying, well, yeah, well, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm not gonna get. 
they come out and they come out with JTG. I was like, I'm glad to see him there at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come out with JTG, and at first his son was like, all like, let, let me not look at nobody, let me not look at the camera because I could because it looked like I give that boy so much credit because he could have broke any time. He could, and I, I was like, cause I was like, I will break easily. And he was he he was brave and he was strong and he came out there because that's 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 hard to do. Mm-hmm. That that's hard to do. Okay, and, and even if he didn't say it, it's just hard to do. I'm glad you know JTD went up there with him. Then they did the whole crime time thing. I thought that was dope. You know, seeing that. Then um, his wife was talking about the person that Shad was, and you could. You could tell that she was trying to hold her back. Also, she kept asking her son if, she, if he was okay. I was just like, "Oh yeah, you know, they going through it up there," and I don't blame them at all. And she uh, talks about, uh, you know, Shad's selfless act, you know, at the end, and also about him stopping that that robbery and by slamming the guy that we all seen on video, mm-hmm. and taking the gun, and then then talking about. Uh, how he was saying them dogs. That's why I took you. I was like, damn, Shad, what, what the hell? This man jumped in the Batmobile and just just went off and just saved these dogs from somebody who kidnapped these off for two hours. I was like, yo, this man, it's just like, it's just like instant hero gene. Instant hero gene. And I was just like, wow. I didn't, I, I mean, you know, I, I know about that. They uh, they didn't show too much of like the wrestlers in the in the crowd in the back. Cause I wanted to see like you know p- people who were really close with Shay. I know Taya was close with him. John Morrison was close, but he's not there anymore. I know mm-hmm. Tyson. I know Tyson Kidd was there because uh you know the Taya was there because I know he was close with him. And you know I I I I, I wanted to, you know to, to see more of the wrestlers' reaction kind of thing. But they did not focus the camera on them at all. And they didn't even show JTG when she mentioned him in the little chase. That's in what the, I'm saying. The in the, uh, in the, 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 the convenience store. Oh, no, 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 no. Did she mention him saying, Jason, and the, you didn't do anything? Yeah, but I'm saying they didn't even show him on camera when she said oh, JTG yeah. was there. Yeah, because yeah. it was a job. I was like, yeah, I was like, they were just like focused on, I, I don't know what Kevin Dunn was doing. But they were so focused on just them two, and I was just like, "Are y'all like? Do you, I don't know if y'all trying to sell the emotion, like y'all want to cry with the case would be." I'm like, "But it would have been cool to see his peers just be human, be emotional, or be happy, or laughing, whatever the case would be." Like, I would have loved to see MVP if he was there. I'm not saying at the top. I would, I would just love to see those people that that, that, that truly cared about Shad because this, the, let's just be real. Other than the incident, a lot of the people that's in the crowd don't even know who Crime Time was. Because Crime Time was 2006 or 2009. So they don't know who Crime Time is. They just know about this guy who used to wrestle and... He died saving his son. Like you talking about the young fans. How old do you think these people are? Say what? How old do you think these people are? I'm talking. Even if you're a teenager, you know if they can't. What I'm saying, 
uh, I'm saying this is WrestleMania season. This is where all the older people go to Raw SmackDown finally. Yeah. I mean, so it's probably gonna, it's probably going to be more people that know that don't know. So fair enough. I I I, but, I, I, I would I, I would give you that. I I, I me personally. Well, I'm not saying it was a bad. The, the uh, speech was good, and uh, yeah. and she, you know, told her son about how there are wolves and sheep's uh, and dogs, and for him, he's a sheep dog. Because at times, the definition of a sheep dog is as follows: sheep dogs, sheep dogs protect flocks of sheep from wolves by combining elements of both sheep and wolf, uh, empath- empathetic to others. But they also understand violence and aggression, but know how to use that aggression to protect others. And she said that was a true definition of Shad. And she says uh, she wants her son to always know, hold your head high when they speak of your dad because he had a because you had a badass dad. Mm-hmm. And, anybody, and anybody would be lucky to have a dad like that. And then uh, she said. Uh, she won't leave that one quote. Leave leave anybody with a quote that Shad told her was, "Women are remembered for what they are. Men are remembered for what they do." So, I wish everybody a good night. And uh, the cry time you starts back up, and then of course the sun raises the the, the trophy in in there. And I, 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 it was good. And like I said, after he was raising the trophy, and everybody was clapping, crying, and they were smiling, and I was just like, I want to see. The peers. That that's one of the reasons why I don't like this like this setup because it's like you can't see anybody. And you see some of the crowd and you know, I know to y'all it may sound like nitpicking or y'all just don't want to be the bad guy. I have no problem. But to, to me, I like it becomes impersonal when I can't see that. And, and, and after it did stage, like cut, cut right. It was away. impersonal when Dana Warrior would let somebody speak. Yeah, well, but, but, but you know she's going to present the award. She does it every year. It's, I know, but like she, you giving a whole speech, like chill. <laughs> that that uh, yeah, she she she's. I'll, like I said, I don't know if she's getting. She, she just didn't seem right up there. I don't know if she's like if she wasn't feeling well or whatever the case may be. It just uh Yeah, are you trying to warrior two thousand four two thousand fourteen her? No, I'm not trying to warrior two thousand fourteen. Hey, good brother, come on. Cause, cause first of all, I did I not sound concerned about it. Uh next up, well, we know what time it is. It's time. It's time. It's Vader time. Minus calculus. Kayla Braxton said it. She was all like, "What time is it? It's time." I was like, "Oh, stop it! Just, 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 just stop talking." <laughs> she was kidding. She was, she, she was first, first off, I feel like I'm just talking here. How'd y'all feel about sheds? You know, the whole induction, and everything. Oh, I thought it was nice. I thought it was yes. good. Uh, I just wish JTG would have said something because that's literally all I want. Yeah, that's. I just wish he would have said something like. Brooklyn, Brook, something, you know. Money, but, money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they could have had them chanting that while they go to commercial or something. Yeah, so. That's literally, yeah. Besides that, though, I thought it was heartwarming. Um, again, like, yeah, all right, cool. I know it's Dana Warrior. She got to do the thing. I just felt like she was talking too much for this one. 
for this one specifically because it's you know uh pos what is it posthumous oh yeah. i can never get that word right but especially because yeah because it's that type of situation and because of who it is it was like there's more people we want to hear from and you ain't it so i, I just felt like she had the mic too long it was like uh, his wife what his wife i don't know i felt like she said what she needed to say but then like she started freestyling the rest and it was like yo jtg could have gotten some bars off like he could have gotten something off y'all just but besides that it was heartwarming and it was nice to hear um you know hear about the stories we all know and love so it was cool yeah, I would have. I, I do agree with you. I would have liked if JTG was able to say something because that was his best friend. That was his tag team partner. For people who may not know, but I, I promise you, most people do know. And when people actually see him back in there, you wanted to hear him say something. Right. Like, I miss you, Shad. Or, like you said, the money, money, yeah, yeah. Or just, you know. This ain't Hollywood. This is Hollywood. Whatever the case may be, you know, it just you know say say, say something that because he, he was clearly emotional also. But once he walked off camera, the camera never showed it. You know, the camera, you know, just never showed him being emotional or even him laughing at the joke or it's just even when a lot of people uh, said jokes, I was just like, it'll be great to see these people laugh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you know, great to see because I had a lot of problems with that with the, with the Undertaker one when he was telling the jokes. I was like, it'll be great. Hey, cameraman, it'd be great to see people laugh. You know, but uh, neither here nor there. Uh, it's the same cameraman who ain't catch Molina hit that split. But let's move on. <laughs> First of all, that's all Kevin Dunn's fault. Don't blame the cameraman. The cameraman was right up in there. That's my doing. cameraman. Fire him, bro. <laughs> That's that Kevin Duff for you. But we go on to Vader time. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh, dude they, I know. Do they really need hosts, though? Because it's like all, after it, they'll say two words. they say, oh, that was very nice. But you know what's nicer? And then they go to the next pun about the next person. It's like, Honestly, right. it was fine with Jerry King all was hosting it. No, nope, never mind. Yeah, you just changed my mind. People. Just changed my mind. Never mind. <laughs> You don't need two people doing it. We don't need Jerry Lala doing anything. So, so I'm just saying, but when, when they had, when they had, if they want to go with one host to help things move, uh, move easily, fine with me. But I'm just saying, but Kayla Braxton, it just was not the the host thing, you know, for me, and, and especially when she was, you know, talking about Vader, and I was like. Uh, uh, yeah, I, they I, she hosts the bump. She do the same thing when she hosts the bump. She be like corny and like. Well, they had a video package on Vader. I was having Vader. I, I, I was, you know, tell, tell, uh, my sister, her boyfriend was over there. I was like, yeah, I, I said, I've been watching Vader for a very long time. And I'm very, you know, happy about Vader. And then his, okay, let me get this right. Was it his son and his wife that came out? Or was it his grandson? Like, I, 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 was, I was confused of who these people were. Does anybody know? Uh, it, okay, it, it, I, I'm, I'm reading that. Uh, it was Vader's son, his father, his mother. It was his wife and his son. Okay, cool. Vader's wife and son comes out, 
it is bittersweet, but like it, it wasn't that hard. I mean, obviously the sun goes over all of Vader's accolades, but says you know his biggest accolade was how great of a dad he was, and it was just you know really just a run of the mill speech, and I I appreciate that, but the problem is it wasn't Vader doing it, and it hurts more because we know how much Vader just lobbied to just want to be in the Hall of Fame. And I think that was just the most shadiest shit that we, one of the most shadiest shit that they have done. Mick Foley and... Hey, this don't even come close, let's be honest with you. <laughs> this don't even come close to the top 20. Oh, no, 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 it don't come close, but still, it doesn't make it feel, it doesn't make it any more right. And Mick Foley and Vader said, I'm dying. And all I want to do is going to the Hall of Fame so I can just tell my stories. He did a he inducted Stan Hansen and did a better job inducting Stan Hansen than Stan Hansen did inducted himself. That's crazy. Vader's induction speech for Stan Hansen was more entertaining than Stan Hansen in general. So yes, I would have loved to see what Vader would because. I don't know if, if if you remember seeing that one because you know Stan Hansen he probably just you know moved on, but you know he had the whole. Well, now I watched it because JBL was <laughs> trying so hard to put over. That's where he got the clothesline from. Exactly, yeah. But you know, everybody keeps hearing about the incident about Vader getting his eye popped out in uh, Japan, and Stan Hansen. But I like how he had the little the, the glasses that had the eyes on the spring. And they come out like he was making little jokes like that, and people was, was was eating this whole thing up. And I was like, when Stan Hansen came, when I was like, sucked it all out the room. What Vader had everybody <laughs> laughing, he had everybody standing up, and Stan Hansen coming there, and then just sucked it all out the room. Sucked it out the room. Same thing you said about Hillbilly Jim. Like, who want to hear Hillbilly Jim talk for thirty three minutes? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, and. And it's just that it was unfortunate that we didn't get a chance to hear Vader. Especially when he when this is something that he really wanted. And it's like, yeah, you can, you can hear his wife say, yeah, he, he's looking down and he's very happy, but he ain't here. You don't have a chance to put him in the Hall of Fame when he was here. You know? Mm-hmm. But... They uh they did that. They asked everybody, "What time is it?" They put the V's up, and you know it's Vader time. And then they revealed like you know his whole Mastodon helmet. So I thought that, I thought it was cool. I was hoping they had like the like like the smoke come out and the red the red eyes and stuff. But you know it's a WWE prop. But I'm glad Vader's in the Hall of Fame. It is just bittersweet how he went there. And I know I'm the one who cares most about that. I'm a Vader fan, but that's this what it is. But it's now time. For the main event, it's now time for what? Like everybody said, what have y'all been waiting for? The Undertaker. <laughs> and should have uh, had Teddy Long. Psycho. Oh yeah. So and obviously, so they had a great video package of the Undertaker, and then Vincent Man comes out. No chance. I said, I know possible was strutting, but uh, Vincent Man comes out, and in the ring already are four like mannequin statues with four of the Undertaker personas on there. And I was like, oh, that is dope. But I, when I seen that, I should have known. I should have known when I seen that. Yeah. 
was gonna it was gonna get a sermon. But I was just like, oh snap, okay, so I mean, now I guess the setup was looking a little bit better. But then they had the purple gloves one, then they had the one he first came with the gray gloves. They had the phenom, which is the hat and the long leather jacket. Then they had the Ministry of Darkness one, where, you know, the, the sleeveless with like 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 the back cape and all that stuff like that. I do mm-hmm. wish like. To, to me, when he first came, in the I think the one, I think the one with the sleep with the sleeveless. Yeah, I think that's the one he had later in his career, I believe. Is it? Is not the Lord of Darkness from, from like the late night, Attitude Era? No, uh, that one, that one in particular, because I remember I hated this. It, 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 it's, um, I believe WrestleMania twenty. Twenty eight. Whatever the case is, it's, it's in his later career because he at one point he stopped wearing the hat, yeah, and a and a jacket. He went for the shorter, the short sleeve, long thing with the hood on the back. But then again, that could be his um, that too, everything that he just wore again too. So that's what I'm thinking. It looks a lot like Lord of Darkness Undertaker. I still think that the the, the gray gloves. Which after this speech, that name is kind of ironic. Yeah. I saw that the Grey Glove Undertaker and the Purple Glove Undertaker are like kind of like the same almost. Just different color gloves. I would have probably liked if they put the, maybe the American Badass or Big E mm-hmm. run up there. Like put, put the bandana on the mannequin. They had like. Don't you want a motorcycle that ringside? No, I'm just saying you just put like like the the the, the, the red wow. big evil shirt. Over the mannequin, like you know, the uh, the, the tank top, and put the bandana on there. So then, then you really have a span of every era of the Undertaker. Because, I wouldn't mind the motorcycle at the side. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. That even like uh, uh, Lady Sketcher saying when she was watching, she said, "Well, maybe he'll come out in the American Badass attire." Uh, and I was just like, <laughs> he, nope. he's, no, he's not he's coming out. He, he is coming out in a tux." And and so Vince goes off and. Uh, your talks about the, you know I take thirty thirty long years this man has you know performed and do surgeries and everything else and say he would do hell and back and then uh, he jokes that he uh, he will read the list quickly so fans don't interrupt him with the what chance so and he he did do it so he he goes off a list of everybody that I think has been to ring with and be. From Jimmy Stewart. Whoa, 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 before you read it. Yeah. They did start the what chance? They did. And he was yeah. like, how about I have Undertaker come out here? And he was like, oh, they stopped. <laughs> they stopped quickly. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh-huh. So the, oh, my God. Look, I love Stone Cold, but that is one of the most annoying chants in the history of wrestling. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. Hey, man, it works. I, I can't stand it's the what worse chance. Than a, worse than the 10s? Huh? Is it worse than a ten? No, I like the ten. You talk Ty Dillinger ten? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I had no problem with ten. I have a problem with what? What is it? It's kind of like remember when, when CM Punk was doing that? Was an interview with Stone Cold? He was like, "What? What?" He was like, and Stone Cold was like, "He was like, uh, God damn it, what's wrong?" He said, yeah, "It's annoying, right?" <laughs> he was like, "No." Uh, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Do you want a beer?" He was like, "What? A beer? What?" <laughs> And then CM Punk, and CM Punk was like, yeah, it's annoying, right? And he said, yeah, you know, no, it's annoying. It, it was something about, you know, he said, uh, 
Can you see the alphabet backwards? You said, no, if I can beat your ass backwards. Uh, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> got me. <laughs> got me talking on the food. Oh, right. so, nah, <laughs> I think that was an episode where Stone Cold hosted Raw. Okay. Yeah, so I'm saying because that thing was that was uh, hilarious because you know, CM Punk was just uh, you, that should have been a few at that time. But so this goes down the list of all of the people that and, and I have the whole list here. He says Jimmy Snooker, Jake Roberts, Bret Hart, Giant Gonzalez, Wide, King Kong Bundy, Diesel, Sid, uh, Sid Kane, False Man, Brian Lee. Or Ticker himself, Rick Flair, Big Show, Bill Goldberg, Ray Mysterio, Mark Henry, uh, Kama, the Great Khali, Mabel, Yokozuna, Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Bret Hart, again, <laughs> JBL, Booker T, uh, Kamala, Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, Goldust, Vader, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Shane McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Batista. Edge, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Steve Austin, John Cena, and The Rock. Uh, so you can mention, you mentioned Mark Henry, Goldust, but you can't mention a big show. But you can't mention uh, somebody he fought at WrestleMania, All right? Who? CM Punk. Oh yeah, yeah. I, because first of all, I was just like he went off and mentioned them and Bray Wyatt. And I was just like, oh, snap, okay. <clears throat> but uh, he's a boss. He can do, he can do whatever the hell he wants to. Uh, he talked about some, you know, him and Triple H matching Shaka saying that the tombstone on the escalator. I do remember that. Uh, and he said, oh, how Tigger spent five hours in a cemetery under freezing where to wait, uh, waiting to get the, the right shot. He basically told me how dedicated he was. He said, WCW, you never called, bothered the call until because they knew what the answer would be. Same goes for like Sting in the, the WWE call. So, uh, he said, he cares like a man with leadership and God knows he has set an example with toughness, athleticism, discipline, and so on. And then, uh, and then when, that's when the fans start chanting, what he was like, I have to come out there and kick your asses. <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, then it's time for Mark Holloway to come out. And, of course, we get the whole Phenom music and everything. And I was just like, hey, like me, Lady Sketch, and, you know, my sister and her boy, we was all watching, and, and my son, because we was all into this. And I was like, what the hell is going to happen? How is he going to come out? But I said, he came out there soon. I was like, wait a minute. Is that a microphone by his ear? And when he, when he was coming out, I was just like, wait a minute. He ain't going to do this. And then I was like, Yo, dear, he got a microphone around his ear. And she said, well, he probably has that because he can't, you know, because he's so tall, he don't want to bend down talking to the podium. I was like, and then that's when Q texted me at the exact moment when she told me that. And he was just like, yo, Ernie came out there with the pastor mic, uh, the preacher mic on his other day. I was like, that's what that mic is. And as soon as he started talking, he he, he left the podium. I was like, my man went Joel Steemo, did he not? Poor Joel Osteen. Yeah, I said, I said this man is about to drop a word on y'all, like real put- talk. <laughs> uh, so 
Undertaker comes out, and first of all, the ovation, they are loud. Like, they are on their feet. Thank you, Taker, everything. It had to be about a solid almost 10 minutes before he got a word out. <laughs> yeah, Keith was like, and they shut up. Yo, Undertaker did not pull up looking like a Pentecostal preacher for <laughs> y'all not to let him speak. Shut up. <laughs> Then got his hair braided. Then got his one braid. Then got all nice and clean. Y'all just wanted Undertaker. You deserve like me. You calling the man dirty? Hey, bro. No, getting cleaned (laughs) up me doesn't necessarily mean you're dirty. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, I was sitting there. I was like, yo, I was like, because he's getting emotional. He's trying to. He's trying to hold it back because I was like, he he hearing all this like, yeah, shit over, bro. But and it was all stand. I like how all the superstars were standing, and then, and then after a while, it was like, all right, we're gonna stop clapping and sit back down because they drawing. Yeah, yeah, because right now. Uh-huh. We, and uh, and yes, and believe it or not, probably that's what well, he was in the chat too. That's what Q did to text. Take a get sued up for for urban use, not to let him get his shit off. <laughs> so. Uh, Taker starts talking and he talks about you know for 30 years I've been identified as the phenom the dead man the American badass the taker of souls but tonight I take us behind the curtain and let us meet the man under the black hat Mark Calloway and he said Taker said it would have been easy to keep that man hidden to the day I died but he wants to show the same respect that he's been shown for so many years ooh that was tough <laughs> it's like ever since <clears throat> I think this is probably the first positive thing I probably heard him say since he's been not Undertaker since he's been himself. You said not positive thing or positive? Bro, every interview, every interview he does. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, I wish the old the old days were good, or we used to handle handle it back in the locker room, and men used to be men, or people used to play uh, video like. It, it, it's like everything, every, every interview he's done. Oh, yeah. Undertaker was hating back in the day. I'm yeah. Every, back in the day, those interviews were recent. What you mean back in the day? <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad he finally got something positive. I mean, you know, it'd it, 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 it be so... To me, it's like Undertaker, I think is, he's so old school to the point. Like, I truly believe, like, the stuff that he was saying out his mouth, it, it was like... It was a very nice speech or presentation, however you want to do it. But it was a sermon. Sermon, sermon, yeah, sermon. Yeah, it was a really nice sermon. But uh, it's just like when, when he get mad, it's just like you know, what, fuck this, man. We could have did this shit back in the yeah, all that kind of stuff. First of all, uh, talks about you know his his love for the business, and he wants to take the uni- the W Universe first, you know, and the motivation he needed to pull off main nights and train room and stuff like that. And then he talks about, you know, uh, graduating school. And then he, he was playing basketball back at the time. He said, she'd go overseas and play basketball. Or should he go and try this wrestling thing out? He knew his parents wasn't going to be for that. And he knew the basketball team wasn't going to be for that as well. But he said he just could not get that wrestling out of his mind. So he, he, he was really for that. He said it was a tough road. The whole same wrestling stories that you know, living out your car, not knowing where your next meal going to be, but they just they want to be wrestlers, and this is what you know, this is what they are tra- training to do. Uh, 
they go it uh then he said but you know he respected his parents so much that he didn't want to disappoint them and but he couldn't live his life for what they wanted and he had to find an identity and be accountable for his own actions his dream led him to become the undertaker then he said, but you know, I, you know, we all know my moves, the tombstone, the last ride, but, but t tonight he's going to reveal some of his mental moves. Okay, y'all ready for the three mental moves that he's going to? He this, <laughs> this one I knew would turn into a sermon. Because he was just like, he's like, here you go. I was just like, oh, it's basically to say, like, you know, can I get an amen? So <laughs> right, you no, know, they got me. They got to make all their points, man. I ain't going to be before you long it's, and proceed for an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, I know. Take your time, Pastor. Take your time. So he said that was taping TV in Rochester, New York, early his career. You were going to squash match. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. An enhancement match. Enhancement match. <laughs> he was working with this kid he, uh, who was more nervous to take could imagine getting his only shot on TV. And he says the guy messed up on his own moves, so Taker started working him over, and Taker went to the back, and then Vince was, upstairs, Vince was upset standing there and told him perception is reality. And the reality is that everyone in the arena and everyone backstage thinks that Taker is an asshole. And he says from that moment, he knew Vince was right. Taker used to proud of his actions that night. I said, ironic, we talking about this now, anyway, uh, after this past week. And he had to learn the hard way that perception really is reality. That became the first mental move, okay? And then he says, uh, perception, uh, uh, he takes a uh, perception he can't help but think of, you know, Stephanie McMahon. He says she isn't as big of a brat off screen. She's actually bigger. He often <laughs> thought of her as the, the little sister he never wanted. And then he said, but I'm stuck with you now. But in all seriousness, he loves her and her family. He didn't forget about Shane and talking about their time on the road and how Shane uh, wore him out wanting to do big moves in his matches. Then Tigger brings up the Godfather, which I knew he was going to have to bring him up. And he says, next says, he says, uh, he said he was an influence. He said he was a good influence, but he was an influence. They, they've been friends for over 30 years. Draw gallons of Jack Daniels together, fought for hats and watches, you name it. But Tick always knew that Godfather had his back. And then he also brings up BSK. I was hoping he'd bring up the Bone Street crew, which uh, was Savio Vega, Godfather, Rikishi Yokozuna, the Goodwins, I believe, uh, was part of the, the Bone Street crew. So, uh, and he talked about Yokozuna helping help uh, find that. Talked about Brian Adams and how he called him down to Florida and they was like crushing cinder blocks with their hands and then Brian Adams three weeks later died. So, you know, that was um, one, one, one of the most painful things that he, he uh, phone calls that he received in his mm -hmm. life. And then he brings up Paul Bearer and he pours it in and then this is, he said, how you used to rib him and this this was the prime time until he came out and says, who puts cucumbers in a man's drink? You know? <laughs> No man drink uh, have a drink of cucumbers, but that man does. So, uh, wait, wait, real quick, was uh, was Crush in uh, in the group too? I don't, I, I don't know because he has his Bone Street crew, but he has like his side people that he's like 
really also cool with. Remember, remember when it, uh, they came up again and they was in the club and then Booker T was there? I was like, he wasn't part of BSK. Yes, I don't know because he gave Crush like a whole two minutes. I was like, maybe yeah. Crush was in the Bone Street Crew. It was right after he said Bone Street Crew. So that's why I was like, Kind of surprised he didn't give Yokozuna, like, you know, something either. So I mean, he did give Yokozuna a lot of credit. He brought Yokozuna's picture up, and he talked mm-hmm. about how he was the co-founder of the Bone Street Crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gave, he, gave, oh, he gave Yokozuna his flowers. But then, he, right after Yokozuna, I think it was Crush. So that's what I was saying. He yeah. was crushing it, too. So I don't, but I don't know. Uh, and then Paul Bear. So, but he brings up uh, Hall of Famer Kane. And then he said the greatest uh, st- uh, the, the greatest story in, in wrestling ever told. And then he said he stretched out the years of birth and destruction. He said Kane is one of the most genuine persons he ever known. He talks about uh, and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry. He wants to go by Mayor now." And he said, "Don't get tight, bro. Don't get tight. I ain't get mad at you. You stole all my moves." And I was like, "Oh, burn. That's cool. That was funny, because." Kane definitely just was like the Undertaker 2.0. You know what I'm saying? We just want to use yeah, the Red That wasn't his fault. Yeah, that wasn't Kane's fault. <laughs> yeah. so I mean, okay, real talk. Who has a better tombstone, Kane or Undertaker? Undertaker. Undertaker has a better tombstone. Kane has a way Kane's better. Chokeslam. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, I, okay. Well, real quick, I will say I like the way that Kane does his tombstones. Like, he don't like. Go on his tippy toes, he just drops. He just dropped right down on his knees, yeah. Yeah, Undertaker goes on his tippy toes, so that's the only difference, but I'll give that to Taker still because he does it He does it where it looks effortless, effortlessly, and then Kane does chokes now. So obviously, we know why that's his finisher. <laughs> so, <yeah>. Right. <laughs> uh, he said that he said now, out of all that, time for the second mental move, okay? But he said there's three. So the second mental move, which he learned over a piece Wait, of real Sorry, one. real quick. Before you get to that, because he's done kind of, he's kind of done talking about the wrestlers for now. Did you know Mick Foley's daughter got mad because he didn't mention her, her dad? You know what? <clears throat> to be to be real with you though, I do believe he should have mentioned Mick Foley because Mick Foley was Undertaker's greatest rival. He almost died. <laughs> yeah. Mick, Mick, Mick Foley, you know, because he he mentioned Triple H. He mentioned Shawn Michaels, obviously. He even mentioned the fucking Godfather. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Well, Godfather's his best friend. Though. I, I know, I know. In, in BSK, but I was like, and he mentioned, he mentioned Kane, and I was like, don't Kane, Triple H, Shawn have been in some of the biggest Undertaker matches, but Undertaker's biggest rival, the one that made that they brought Undertaker to the darks, the real dark side. Was McFoley, and it, 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 usually people keep just thinking about McFoley was the one that Undertaker just do off the hell in the cell and like beat people to shit. I'm like, y'all forgetting about 1996? He like remember when Mankind first came with you know brown suit Mankind when he first came and because at that time Undertaker was the was dominant in everything. And then he and uh, Mankind was the only one that came and challenged him. Paul Bearer turned on The Undertaker and then went with Mankind. And that was the first time Undertaker was truly tested. And they had, was it how many matches in 96? From the Boiler Room Brawl to the Buried Alive to the 
you know, the no holds bar to the, you know, just the regular one-on-one matches, going into there, going into 97, and then, you know, having Hell in a Cell in 98. That's actually one of the greatest rivalries in wrestling between Undertaker and Mankind. So, as, you know, that, that's being her dad, I can understand her being a little upset, like, because, you know, it'd be different if it was, like, like somebody that say, how come Undertaker didn't mention Booker T? I mean, even though he did, but I'm just saying, but out of, out of all the names he did mention and, and he actually made space to mention, I would have liked for him to say something about Mick Foley. Because Mick Foley was a huge part of his career. It's, just, it's kind of like if Choice, when Choice goes into the Hall of Fame by himself and he doesn't mention Mick Foley, Mick Foley made Triple H into a main eventer. He took Triple H to that next level with that street fight at Royal Rumble and that Hell in the Cell and No Way Out. He put Triple H on that next level. And he mm. deserves respect for that. Mick Foley is more just a crash test dummy. You know, and he does not get... <clears throat> he does not get that necessarily that uh, respect that he deserves a lot of times. Some of that because of that. But I'm like, but as the Undertaker, as Mankind being Undertaker's greatest rival... I personally would have mentioned Mick Foley. Anybody else feel a certain way? Just... Yeah, I would have mentioned him. No, it didn't matter to me. I would have mentioned him. Why didn't it matter to you, bro? Because it's his speech. So my... Some people going to have to That's... get left out. I, I, I didn't mind that. I'm going to call bullshit on that right now. Because what? if... if... If one of your guys, I'm not gonna say no names because you know we're on a wrestling podcast. But if one of your guys was was doing acceptance speech, and they didn't mention a certain person, whether it be Brooke or whether no, I'm gonna tell you right now, they know they know to mention Brooke or, they, or it ain't gonna be pretty. That's the only that's the only person probably Brooke okay, and they I'm right saying, here. but if, there, if there's something that that, that that you know impacted their life, I've heard you sit there and and you know talk about less. Okay, it's about some you know because you're you're a stickler for detail. So this is right up your wheelhouse, being a stickler for detail. So, if he, if somebody he mentioned somebody that that you know was impactful in this person's career, you would have said so. Yeah, but also, um, he did have a you know thirty two years. I'm pretty sure he picked who he wanted to pick, and it's like somebody got to get left off. I don't know. That's how I feel like. I mean, if I, if it was up to me, I would have just mentioned the BSK and not went into a two minute spiel on Crush and Yoko, and then put them in there somewhere like that. But uh, well, I'm just saying, but even the, speech, even the speech he gave, I'm not saying he had to take a, a whole other chapter to add to his sermon. I'm just saying, if he just went by the pot and said, you know what, after he mentioned, because Triple H got a minute and a half, if that long. Shawn Michaels, he, he stayed on Shawn Michaels for about two minutes. He stayed on Kane for about a minute. Like, these guys that he talked about and thanked, he didn't stay on them for, for, for no more than two minutes. So even just giving McFoley 30 seconds is understandable. So, I, I mean, in other words, I said it's his speech. You can do whatever he wants. I'm not saying I'm mad about it, but I'm saying, but 
I can empathize with Nicole of why she would be upset. Yeah. I can empathize with her. Like, if she. Wait, Nicole? Noel? <laughs> oh, shit. I said Nicole. Noel, excuse me. <laughs> wait, wait a second. My bad. My bad. I can empathize with Noel if she's upset because her dad wasn't mentioned because her dad played a huge part in Mark Calloway's career. He almost. And then died. She, went, she went back and corrected and said. Well, you know what? My dad didn't even mention my mom in his speech, so I guess, you know, things happen. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know. I, I, like, shit happens. I, so, so personally, am I mad? No. But I can understand if she's upset. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> he, uh, but he said the, the second mental move, he learned a piece of cornbread, and he just won his second W title, he was, eating, he, was, he was eating a a plate of red beans and rice. He said, "Come on now, red bean. Y'all know about that red beans and rice." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Shout to the red beans and rice." It's, um, it's like he looked to the. Hey, can I get an amen? It that that that's what that's, that was. That, can I get uh-huh. an amen on that red beans and rice? Like shit, that I can see that being in Popeyes memes coming up in the next week. Hey, y'all know about that red beans and rice at Popeyes, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> that's the only place. That's the main place I get it. Get the get the taker red beans and rice aroma. Yeah, I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh yeah, you see, he, he said he was trying to get him to do the uh, taker Rooney. Oh yeah, I, I was getting. When that. he mentioned that, I thought he was gonna do it. I thought he was gonna say for thir- for years I put this off. I'm gonna do it. Like, I thought. Nah, I, I think you gonna have do it. Not in that suit. Somebody <laughs> say not in that suit with, with that microphone. You hear him breathing all hard, and no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he said, uh, yeah. If I would have heard, he doing yeah, spins. He, he, he'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> but uh, he said, um, "His dad asked, was he paying his taxes?" He said he was. He said his dad asked, was he living beneath his means? And he said he was. His dad said, "Cause the toes you step on on the way to the top are connected to the same ashes you'll have to kiss on your way back down." Can I get an amen? That's what he was looking for. I was just like, dang, he said his dad instilled in him right then that no matter who he comes across, treat them with respect. Take a realize that he said that I may be the world champion, but I'm no different from the security guard or the catering workers. You never know. That- all, right, all right, all right, come on now. What's wrong? I ain't gonna give a whole sermon and I'm here lying like that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. He's, he said, You never know what kind of handshake smile can change someone's life or even save it. He said, That was the uh, second mention move that helped him anchor his true identity. Respect and loyalty goes a long way. And look, I agree with the, I, I You talking about this man, the, 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 the judge of wrestlers court, this guy is the guy that, <laughs> that treats every single body with respect? All right, come on. No, I, I, I was about to say, I enjoyed the quote, but I've agreed with prior time. I'm just like, you know, come on now, bro. We ain't like, we, we, we perfect. Here. Hey, man, who's the new judge of wrestlers court? Roman Reigns? I don't think they have it no more because they play video games and just chill in the back. They you know don't no more knives to work anymore. I mean, see, see, Punk kind of exposed. Remember you called it, you know, called it a small white dick energy? Yeah. <laughs> see, Punk knives to work anymore, so I don't think he needs it. <laughs> so, yeah, I already got... I don't know if they have so have it, but um then uh he said 
speaking of loyalty, he thought of the uh, extreme uh, honor to step in the ring to perform, and he thinks guys like Dusty Rose, Bruno San Martino, Holly Race, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, and others were paving the way for his generation and the generation to come. Then he brings up Terry Jackson and talks about he was, I was like, I don't know who Terry Jackson is. Then he brings up uh, Bruce Pritchard. Obviously, you don't know Terry Jackson? Who's Terry Jackson? D.E. Terry Jackson? No, is, that, is, is he next to Andre Chase? Like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wouldn't know who that is. No, uh, I don't know who that is either. Uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard, who advocated for him. And then he talks about uh, people who, like Terry Anderson, who was the woman responsible for all his iconic looks. No, and, Terry Jackson is the coach, by the way. Sorry. Oh, Terry Anderson. Oh, well, Terry Anderson is the woman responsible for about the. I think she's she's the seamstress. Like I don't mm-hmm. know who seamstress is because I was like I don't know who the main one is because I see so many different ones on different documentaries. I'm like, because I was like, isn't it Mikasa? No, Taker take had the same. Taker Taker only had that one. Oh, okay. Like Mikasa, I think he only does Sasha stuff. Damn, yeah. And then uh, the the other lady that used to be there, Sandra Sandra. Black she's an AW. Yeah, she's an AEW now, but she used to do all of the Divas gear. So No, she did, did, she, the used women. Do, she, did she used to do Shawn Michaels pants. No, that's another lady. Oh. Lord, <laughs> I about to say Lord knows. Uh and Shawn Michaels want whoever do his gear to be saved. Come on now. <laughs> take take her. Uh Talk about the amazing, the amazing dodges he had to, 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 to put it back together. And then he said, but, but his final, most significant mental move, y'all ready for the third one, right? Comes into play the day before WrestleMania 25 when he faced Shawn Michaels, he recalls uh, sitting and talking to Shawn about the match he turned to w, uh, to, turned to Michael Hayes and asked, what's... Keep going, keep going. Okay. I, I got some things to say. Uh, what spot they were in? Hayes uh, made an uncomfortable pause and told her that they, they were on third and had around 15 minutes. And take a look at Shaw. Shaw, he's thinking, he's like, all right, well, we're already at the levels of the career where we had nothing to prove, but it was WrestleMania. And this was an insult. And take it says after a little, well, a lot of hell raising, this why I was going to later in the show and sure that they got a little bit more time left in this show. And so, what was you going to say, Brian? I'm about to say, you really think on a card with Jimmy Snooker, uh, Ricky Steamboat, they and they had what twenty minutes, I believe. Even Timmy Undertaker Shire only had fifteen minutes. Is that true? Was that is that true? Was this from the, the the early early stages, like not the day of or the day before? Just like early, like in uh, you know in January when <laughs> when they was discussing this or what? Because I'm just all right. Let's just let's just say they go 15 minutes, right? Yeah. What what other match takes takes the time? The only other match I can see that will probably take the time, which it probably don't need, is the the extreme rules between brother versus brother. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. I, they made the right decision. Yes. That's, that's... Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. They, they made it. I'm like, I'm glad they raised fucking hell because he said no. Nobody wanted to follow us the day. I was like, they you're right, which, y'all. Sorry, I was gonna say which also don't make sense because the year before Shawn Michaels put on a classic with Flair, and then Taker put on a classic with Edge. I don't understand 
that method of they only got 15 minutes. What do you mean? Now, uh, now uh, uh, he doesn't have to go edge level. They don't have to go 40. Like uh, when Taker came back. Yeah. It, no, when Taker came back, the fight Triple H and them Saudi shows, that should have been your 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, not for We need 45 minutes for all that. But yeah. Uh, but no, I, I I agree. I was like, yeah, you're not gonna put him there for no 15 minutes. Uh, so they talk about you know a lot of hell raising. So, so, so they finally got the match, and then you know everybody followed them was was, was already mad. Uh, and so he said, so uh, the other mental move was never be content, which is uh, which is how he tries to live his life every single day to live by the dream big and always be bigger, never. Be afraid to fail. So, uh, he brings WrestleMania 27, 28, the whole matches with Triple H, and then he talks about Triple H and how uh, he gave him the confidence when he was at his lowest point in his career to let, let him remember who the hell he was. The same that Tracy did Ric Flair, so he gives Triple H his flowers on, uh, on, on that note. And then, uh, Talks about the, you know his job sacrifice and his, his mother. Talks about his son Gunner and uh, his daughter and his new baby and Michelle. Uh, uh, what? Cool. It must be adopted, right? I don't know, but I mean, yeah, he probably he probably still shoot the club. Nah, but I'm saying no, no, no. I'm telling you, he, he's got to be adopted. Michelle posts on Instagram every single day. <laughs> he's he's oh, she, oh, okay. Uh, if, if, if he's not adopted, then it's probably like a, sur- a, sur- a surrogate. Okay, possible. Because I mean, look, we would have been, we would have been new. They would, you know, they would have announced it all over. And take it had a had a yeah. new kid. Had 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 it had to be had to be adopted. But you know, yeah. Uh, and plus, Michelle McCool, she came back quick for that baby to be that kind of size. She came back quick because she came back at the Rumble. So. Fair. Yeah. He thanks Michelle McCool, and you know he said that he wants to thank Michelle McCool uh, for helping him. You know, we saw his faith in his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Me wait, amen. Me wait, Undertaker, Jesus freak. So I was like, "What? All right, Michelle, go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. Better, better I man. think that's the first out of character interview I've ever seen with Undertaker." It's like, let's see. So I want to say it was like three, four years before he retired. Uh-huh. He did now an interview. I'm starting, to, starting to wonder about Alistair Black. Well, he already came out and said what he was, so. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that don't sound positive, but all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But, but uh, nah, uh, after, let's see. Who did he fight? It must have been like maybe before Roman Reigns, before the Roman match, or maybe even before that. He was like talking to this pastor in his church. And he was like not the Undertaker. He was Mark Calloway. I was like, it's the first interview I've seen of him not in character. And then he did one like a year later, and but he was still Undertaker. And then of course when he retired, he just said, "Yeah, I'm 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 not Taker no more." He got he got a Twitter, he got an Instagram. I'm like, oh no, it's over. It's it's, it's over. It's, <laughs> it's over. over. He taking Zoom videos. He doing the hot ones, and I'm like, oh no, it's definitely over. <laughs> if I, I swear, if I see Undertaker on Wilder now, I'm I quit. Oh, bro, I'm I done. Quit. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This shit is over. 
this this shit is a fraud. Uh, so he talks about his mother being a or, big. Or fan. if I see him on SNL, I quit. I'm like, all right, come on now. Well, actually, no, SNL would be cool. Oh, shit, I don't, but... I don't know if it'd be on SNL. Be honest with you, bro. <laughs> I mean, I think they need more. I think Roman, somebody can do SNL. That's a wrestler. I mean, a lot of people can do SNL, is whether they think like that or not. But <laughs> uh, neither here nor there. Um, they, uh, he talked about his, his mom being his biggest fan and going to the always trying to almost kill Sid, and then uh, and and to pull it off, and then he said. <laughs> Uh, you know, she asked when you gonna get that ring. He said, "Ma, I got the ring." And then he finally gives uh, a shout out to uh, well, he, he, like you said, he did talk about not doing the uh, taker Rooney. And then he uh, talks about Vince and thinks Vince. You know, Vince don't like to be thanked. And he mm-hmm. said, "But you know, for, 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 for Vince, he says, for as many times you say you love me, you put you sure put me in some crazy matches to put in." Inferno match, Boneyard match, Boiler Room Brawl, Buried Alive. And he said he had a Johnny Prison match that almost killed all of us. So, uh, he said, he said, uh, he said, if you try to get rid, rid, rid of me for years, I, would, I wouldn't have took the hint. And then he said, but Vince still never got him to do the Taker Rooney, and he'll take that to the grave. And then uh, he says, but he thanks Vince for the Undertaker. And most importantly, his friendship. So, after that, Tigger says, now with him entering the W Hall of Fame, he will finally rest in peace. And then, you know, everybody celebrating, and then he about to walk down. Then he turns around, walks back up, walks to the phenom, when Tigger takes the jacket off, in the head, I thought he was going to do the pose, or actually fold the back up, and put it down there, but I retired. But then he says, Never say never. Don't do this to me, Undertaker. This is what I was kidding about. I was kidding because I had seen the article. I'm like, what if it is Taker? And it's just a, a rule for everybody. Fuck that, man. No, 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 no. Oh, that would be... Oh, my gosh. That would be... That would be hilarious, actually. That would be hilarious. Listen, man. It's going to be Seth Rollins versus Shane McMahon. <laughs> Why can't you believe Cody backed out, man? Why you think he not gonna? You don't think he gonna because get that slavery promo and raw? One, because number one, probably nothing but a troll. Two, okay, that I you, you're getting a kick out of this shit right now because you just like to hear me. You said it. You know how you are. Okay, so that's what it is, and you know that it's gonna be Cody. No, no, seriously, like just off off topic. If it's not Cody, I probably would like it better because it's not Cody. But but then again, if it is Cody, I'm gonna be like, all right, cool. If it's not Cody, I'll be like, oh, okay, they gave us a shot. They actually, you know, fooled us. So it's like either or. But if it's not Cody, don't do nothing like how when we was expecting Bianca to fight somebody and then Carmella came out. We don't we, we don't need somebody of that caliber. We need like somebody somebody big. Yeah. And and not Goldberg either. Oh so. no. No. Yeah. Oh, you know Goldberg. Goldberg, all elite, according to the April Fool's post. <laughs> that was bad timing on it. They know got to do April Fool's joke when they just said Goldberg going to be at WrestleMania. Like, come on. So, guys, that was the Hall of Fame. What? What is your rating for it? Promise, I with you. I give it a thumbs up. It wasn't too long. The longest thing was Undertaker that deserving to be, especially his first time talking out of character on WWE. 
So I, I give it a, I give it a thumbs up. How about you, Kislev? I give it a thumbs up. Um, it was good. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't too long. We've had dragged out all the pain. This wasn't it. But yeah, it was. It was good though. I liked it. That's good. I give. I give it a thumbs up as well. So, I was a successful Hall of Fame, and uh, like I said, I, I'm glad. I, I like it with the small class. I kind of wish they go back to the podium and go back to the more formal type uh, way of doing doing the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's what this to me. This what it's aesthetic would just look a lot better. But post your comments down below. How you guys enjoy the Hall of Fame? Hit the like button if you guys enjoy my eye review of it hit the subscribe button for more wrestlemania content going on this whole weekend because obviously there's a ton of it so once again this is nc and place between the not deion sands of prime time all right y'all and the man the myth the reality revolutionary uh freshman flow all right y'all it's been real i'll get her anyway all right and the nerd coalition is out Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.